Hello there and welcome into another edition of The Intersection with conversation highlights from the Meeting House on Faith Radio about a variety of topics, including news, information, and lifestyles approached from a Christian worldview perspective. First up, he is a former baseball star who may have been well known for his exploits on and unfortunately off the baseball field, but Daryl Strawberry has seen God do amazing things in his life. You'll be hearing him share about how God is continuing to work through him. And Kathy Yokley experienced the loss of a teenage daughter and has known the sustaining hand of a faithful God. Find out how God prepared her for a devastating loss coming up. And on this edition of The Intersection, Tracy Miles saw her long-term marriage disintegrate and had to rely on God to put the pieces back together. You can find out more about her response in the aftermath of divorce ahead. Finally, you'll be hearing from Todd Terry, He is an actor who is involved with a television series with a faith element that is available online in which he plays a police detective. This is The Intersection, a production of The Meeting House. I'm Bob Crittenden. Baseball star Daryl Strawberry was known for what he did on the field with four World Series titles and eight All-Star appearances. But he is now known for what God has done in his heart, helping him to conquer struggles he experienced off the field. He and his wife now minister to people who have life-controlling addictions. His latest book is entitled, Turn Your Season Around, How God Transforms Your Life. Here now is Daryl Strawberry. God has done an incredible work in your life. As you reflect and as you tell these stories and as you really approached your life story in this book, Turn Your Season Around, do you find that maybe you see things a a bit differently now than, say, a, a few years ago? Oh, no question. I see a lot of things a little bit different than I did a few years ago because I've been, you know, I've been with God for, you know, the last 18 years and I've been walking and and studying the word and and God has just been developing me into, you know, who he wanted me to be. I mean, and that was a process. And, you know, when you understand the purpose uh, of the Bible and, you know, the Bible makes it clear, Bob, you know, my people perish because of lack of knowledge. Mm -hmm. You know, there's no knowledge and understanding of God's word. That's why people are perishing every day. And it's confused because they don't say, I don't know the word. We all start off, we don't know the word, but you're not going to know it until you keep reading it and you keep developing who God wants you to be. And I think so many people get frustrated with the Bible and they put it down. And it's the, it's the, the Bible is the revelation of who you are. And I think if people can understand that I, I am, living the revelation of who, who God wanted me to be from day one. I just wasn't that because I was separated because of my sin. And we all sinners and we all will fall short. And we, we got to understand the beginning of Adam and Eve to understand who we are and why do we all fall short. And then if we don't believe we don't fall short and we just keep living in sin, then we just keep going the other way, you know, because it says for the wages of sin is death. And so many people will die because of not coming to that place of letting God heal the most important part of you on the inside so you can be restored back to wholeness with him. Well, there's an acronym that I understand that you include in the book, and it's the acronym for the word SIN, S-I-N, and that stands for Self-Indulgence Now. And at the root of so much that you've experienced and that you've been talking about with us Today, there is that sense of pleasing self, of being self-indulgent. Talk about the the nature of the destruction that comes if we're just trying to satisfy self rather than please God. 
Yeah, I mean, I think a lot of times we we all kind of do that when we're not walking with God because we don't know his plan and we're walking with ourselves and the indulgence that we do is in everything that we like because the flesh likes everything. The flesh likes the pleasure of stuff, success, and look at me, I've done so well, done so great, and it keeps you completely off track of God's principles. You know, so many people, and I was one of those people too, uh, would say God and say Jesus, but I didn't know who he really was. I just knew his name. And I think that's what happens when we see a lot of people that want to thank God, but do I really, really know God? Uh, and, you know, if, I, if I'm in self and inflicted with all these other things, I can't know God. You cannot know God if you're self-inflicted hmm. with worldly things. It's impossible, Bob. I don't care what anybody say, because I've been there and I lived it and I was, you know, straddling that fence just like a lot will. And I just came to that place where I don't want to be a hypocrite no more. And I really wanted to know Jesus. And my wife said, the only way you're going to get to know Jesus and have a relationship with Jesus is you're going to have to take that baseball uniform off. <laughs> and she made it clear, you, you have identified yourself as a baseball player and you never identified yourself as a man of God. And so when I came to that place and finally did that, then I realized I no longer had to look at self and be self-centered or ego maniac running about what I've accomplished because it all means nothing at the end of the day. And I think I, I'm glad that I recognize that. And so many people will never be able to recognize that because that's the notoriety and the attention that people seek after and seek for. And they believe it's going to make them well. It's not going to make you well. It's not going to make you any better than anybody else. It's just me mean that you played sports at a high level and you accomplish a lot of things, but that doesn't make you any better than anybody else. Daryl Strawberry here on The Intersection. The Strawberry Ministries website is findingyourway.com. Next up on this edition of The Intersection, it's Kathy Yokely. She has served for a number of years with the Billy Graham Evangelistic Association. And in a recent conversation, she shared with me about the cancer journey that her young daughter Natalie went through and God's faithfulness to Kathy and her family before, during, and after the ordeal. She's written the book called Not My Plans, When God Allows a Parent's Worst Fear to Come True. Here now is Kathy Yokely. Over the years since Natalie has passed, we have seen so many examples of how God is bringing beauty from ashes. You know, people accepting Christ, people sending us notes. For example, we had a woman that we have never laid eyes on that lives in Italy. A package arrived on our front porch one day with a note in Italian that we translated that said that I saw a video of your daughter online and her the way she smiled through her her illness has left an indelible mark on my heart. And I was wondering if you would put this stuffed animal and this, this rose on her grave. And so when you see things like that happening over the years and you just continue to watch God's faithfulness as he carries us through this, you know, the fact that Tom and I as a married couple where a lot of marriages don't survive, the losing a child to see how he allowed us to rely on him to help us interact and get through this together rather than separately, all of those things I refer to as God hugs. And so those are the things that he's shown faithful over the years. And as time has passed and people engage in your standard questions of you meet them, well, how many children do you have, Kathy? 
you know, and you say, well, I have two children. I have one and talk about your son. And then I have one that's in heaven who went to be with the Lord when she was 13. And then they, some, you know, some are uncomfortable with that. They leave it at that. Others want to know more about the story. And so as you tell them these things that have been happening and they, they are in awe of how the Lord works in beautiful ways through tragedy and loss, then they typically would say to me, you know, you should write a book. And my response has typically been, well, a lot of parents have lost children. You know, what would I say that's different? And it was, it was through a volunteer with our ministry who prayed over me that the Lord was telling me to write a book. And so at that point, I knew that I needed to tell this story, that I needed to show God's faithfulness but also how you need to be equipped for the storm, which is a part of my story, which is how God went ahead of me through my walk with him and placed things in front of me and through my prayer time with him showed me things that I would need in order to be at that point where when the storm came, I was ready to have absolute trust in him. And and then also how others walked through this with us. So I knew there were other people that needed to hear how we came out of this feeling even stronger attachment and trust in the Lord than we did going into it. So I know people were hurting. They needed to hear it. And I also know there are a lot of people that have no idea how to minister to people who are going through this. And so in my story, I give practical tips to people on you know, the, no one ever meant to say anything to us that may have been hurtful. I know that. We all know that in our family. But sometimes well-meaning people utter words that aren't exactly um, helpful or maybe hurtful. And so I offer some insight into what it's like to go through this and be on the receiving end of some of those things. Well, Kathy, as we conclude, I want to cover a couple of areas. So much rich material. My goodness, God has done an incredible work. I can tell that. Something that that I I find to be interesting is the way that you mentioned God prepared you for what you were going to go through. And we, we recognize that when we have suffering, loss, grief in our lives, we we know that this doesn't none of this stuff takes God by surprise. So how can we, perhaps as believers in Christ, recognizing that, well, there will be suffering in this life, how can we perhaps be better prepared for when those times come? Well, from my perspective, what what happened with me was being in the Word. You know, there was Bible study, regular Bible study, regular time in prayer, um, surrounding myself with people that were also speaking into me to hold me accountable, you know, to be doing those things. And because I, it was through an experience in God's study that God said to me that one of the things I really picked up on was if you view every circumstance in your life with the cross as the backdrop where God's love was settled for you once and for all. And that, that was one of the first things that came into my mind when I was sitting in that room with that oncologist is that God's love was settled for me at the cross. Hmm. And God's not expecting anything of me that he wasn't willing to do himself. Kathy Yokely here on The Intersection. You can find out more by going to Kathy with a K, Yokely, Y-O-K-E-L-E-Y dot com. 
This is the Intersection Podcast, the weekly production of The Meeting House. You can find out more through meetinghouseonline.info or by going to the programming section at faithradio.org. You'll find a link to the Media Center, the place you can go to listen to or download full conversations with recent guests featured on the Intersection Podcast. The podcast can be found in the Media Center. There's also a link to the iTunes feed from the homepage. Two blogs are accessible. One is The Three with three stories of relevance to the Christian community, and the other is The Front Room with devotional thoughts and commentary from The Meeting House. Plus, you can follow me on Twitter at Access The Meeting House Facebook page, and there's a link to video content. Again, you can go to meetinghouseonline.info or the programming section at faithradio.org. Click on the Meeting House link. Conversations from The Meeting House can also be found through the Faith Radio app, and through a variety of podcast platforms, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, and recently added Amazon Music. Learn more when you visit the Meeting House homepage. Moving on now with this edition of the Intersection Podcast, it's the director of Compel Training with Proverbs 31 Ministries, Tracy Miles. In our recent conversation, she shared words of encouragement related to her book, Living Unbroken, Reclaiming Your Life and Your Heart After Divorce. Here now from that conversation is Tracy Miles. Well, I think the first thing is, as as anyone would go through, is just all of the emotions that you have. It's just this flurry of overwhelming sadness and devastation. There's also a feeling of relief, almost, because you know, since there were underlying problems that no one knew about, it's like you're finally released from having to hide everything that's happening. Um, but there was so much fear and so many financial, so much financial fear because I was unemployed at the time with the exception of speaking and writing, which mm-hmm. was just supplemental income. And so I was suddenly a single independent financial provider for my entire family. And there was just a lot of, a lot of emotions and fears that got very overwhelming to the point of pushing me almost into the depression stage. And one of the things that I really talk about in the book is how the death of a marriage is, is like mourning, is like mourning a death as if someone that you love passed away and you're mourning that person. And you go through all these stages, these five stages of grief, you'll do the same thing when you are mourning the death of your marriage, because it's also the death of the life that you knew, the death of your intact family, the death of a future that you had planned on, the death of your financial stability. There's just so many changes. So it, it takes many, many months to really work through that. And until you walk in those shoes, people don't really understand what you're going through or even how to encourage you. Well, you mentioned the similarities or the parallels between the the stages of grief in losing a, a person by death to losing a person by divorce. In fact, the founder of Divorce Care has actually written a recommendation or a, an endorsement of this particular mm-hmm. book. So give us an idea or, or dig a bit deeper with respect to the stages of grief with losing a person by death compared to losing a person through the divorce process. Well, the five stages would be denial, anger, bargaining and mourning and then you you finally get to the stage of acceptance so you know when we lose someone whether we knew it was coming a long time maybe they were ill or they you know had cancer 
or you know they or it happened overnight very tragically there's still this part of you that you just can't believe that person is no longer in your life and you know then you can get mad you can get like for me I was mad at my husband for all the poor choices that he had made that destroyed our family I was mad at myself like what could I have done differently or why wasn't I enough I was sort of mad at God like I had been praying for a marriage and God why did you let this happen so you go through all these different stages and kind of bounce back and forth and no one's going to experience them in the same order they're not necessarily progressive but you're mourning the death of someone who is still living they're just not living and they're not a part of your life anymore well talk about how you had to deal with anger in your life obviously we we know what the bible has to say about that that topic and the Bible speaks to areas such as bitterness and unforgiveness. How is it that you really had to struggle or wrestle with these these angry uh, emotions that you may have been experiencing? Well, in hindsight, what I realized was while I was writing these books, the first book it was Unsinkable Faith. And at the time, I didn't have a title, didn't exactly know what I was going to have to write about, but as I started getting into writing this book, thinking, okay, I can't think of one word to write, and this is impossible. I'm never going to be able to get this done. I just had to stay in God's Word every day. I was studying Scripture, and I was trying to think positive. I was just doing all these things to try to retrain my thinking, and that's what this book is about, Unthinkable Faith. It's called Unthinkable Faith, god Feels Strategies for Transforming the Way You Think, Feel, and Live. And through the writing of that book, I really began to heal my own heart, and that's kind of what helped me deal with all the anger and helped me come to a place of, you know, I'm going to have to forgive, even though someone may not deserve it, they haven't asked for it, they don't want it, and, you know, I still, I don't want that forgiveness to keep me as a bitter person, and I want to be happy, and I'm, I got to the point where I was tired of being tired and sad, and I just wanted to enjoy my life, so I spent many, many months trying to train my brain differently and have a lot of scientific support in that book of how important it is. And it lines up with scripture, which says, you know, that we, we need to capture our thoughts and that God can retrain our thoughts. And that changes the way that we live. Tracy Miles here on The Intersection. You can find out more by going to tracymiles.com. Finally, on this edition of The Intersection, it's actor Todd Terry. He is featured as lead actor in the crime drama, a faith-based streaming video series called Vindication. In our conversation, he shared about how his Christian faith informs his work and gave information about that series. Here now from the conversation is Todd Terry. I grew up in the church, you know, as a kid. I was baptized as a kid, but, you know, as a lot of people, I fell away and, uh, you know, I believed in God, but, you know, went on my kind of my own merry way and believed in a lot of different false theologies and it was probably closer to my late 20s where I really kind of had an awakening I started attending a bible study and dating my now wife and we would argue about God and you know Buddha because I was really open to kind of anything and Mm -hmm. so she was a she was a born-again Christian her family was uh you know had been Christians for years, and she had a lot more solid uh, view of God than I did. So uh, long story short, I I attended this Bible study, and I heard really kind of what I needed to hear at the time and gave my life to Christ. 
and you know what I heard for some people it may be offensive but what I but what I heard was that I'm no good and God is and he still loves you and I I just related to that just mm. as a basic you know it's a simple theology is that it's not my own works that 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 God the reason God loves me and so that set me free and uh and then everything changed how I saw the world changed uh you know my desire to do certain projects changed so uh that was basically it as far as how it's influenced my choices you know I, I find that you know I, I I have to pray a lot about certain things because I don't you don't always know the big picture of a project and it's not that I haven't made bad choices in the in the past on maybe some projects that I've picked but I'm a lot more cognizant of uh of that and kind of what I'm wanting to do, you know, in my career. Well, for listeners that may not be familiar with the concept of this series called Vindication, as I mentioned, season one is available. Season two is in the process of being filmed. What is the concept of this series? Well, you know, there's a, there's a faith message throughout the series and, and, you know, I don't want to give too much away, Mm -hmm. but I play a character named Gary Travis, who is a, a veteran, uh, detective uh who is basically promoted in the second season um and you know he's a bit of a curmudgeon uh in ways he's kind of set in his ways and and you see as his character evolves through the first season and the family comes into it and kind of he comes to a realization that he can't do everything on his own uh so but the way i best describe the series is it's part procedural crime drama in that, you know, you have a specific crime typically for each episode, but then it's also part fam- family drama. And that's a great mix. You know, shows like Blue Bloods and uh, I'm trying to think of others that like Bosch. Those are shows that I like that uh, have both of those elements in it because I think it, it draws you to the characters more. You get to see the character, the heart of the character uh, when you, you know, when you bring a family element to it. What I love about this show is it's not afraid to deal with harder subjects, but it doesn't do it in a gratuitous manner. And, uh, you know, I've said this before in other interviews is that, you know, it's a show that I'm not afraid to sit my teenage hmm. son, you know, and let him watch because it's and, and my kids have seen it. But it's just there's great talking points because it deals with things, you know, trafficking and things that are prevalent today, social media, the misuse of social media, um, and on and on. Uh, so it's definitely got a, a lot of good talking points, but, you know, in my opinion, it's not done in an offensive way. And how does it present the faith message as you see it? Uh, it's a bit of a slow burn on the faith message because, I mean, for my oh. character, I, I say it's not super in your face, but Becky Travis, who plays my wife, is a believer. She's a Christian uh, in the series. And, you know, it's a lot of her influences and prayers throughout the season one that, you know, wake me up to, uh, you know, the need for need for Christ. Uh, but, you know, it's done in a very subtle way in that, you know, for viewers that, you know, aren't interested in, you know, I don't say aren't interested in, you know, a relationship with Jesus, but, you know, come from a secular viewpoint, it's still a good show for, for anybody. It's not, you know, I hit you over the head with a message 
but it's nice that it's there. Todd Terry here on The Intersection. You can find the streaming series at pureflix.com. We are nearing the end of this week's edition of The Intersection Podcast, a weekly production of The Meeting House. Find out more through meetinghouseonline.info or by visiting the programming section at faithradio.org. You'll find that link to the Media Center where you can go to where you can go to listen to or download full conversations with recent guests featured here on the podcast. You can also find a link to the podcast in the Media Center, and it's available through iTunes. Two blogs are accessible. One is the three, three stories of relevance to the Christian community, and the other is the front room with devotional thoughts and commentary from the Meeting House. And you can follow me on Twitter and access the Meeting House Facebook page. Plus, there's a link to video content Again, you can go to meetinghouseonline.info or visit the programming section at faithradio.org. Thanks for joining me for this week's edition of the Intersection Podcast. I'm Bob Crittenden.